You're listening to Season 2, Episode 7 of How She Creates. Today, I have Meg, who's the founder of Art Feeds On. She is the energizer bunny of productivity and creativity. She is ready to bring so much joy to your life today, so sit back and get ready to smile. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspirations, prompts, challenges, and more each week. Get Messy's goal is to help you nurture your creativity, become the artist you desire to be, and find your creative community. When you sign up for Get Messy's mailing list, you get access to three free classes, one on how to find your creative style, introduction to Art Journal 101, and Art Journal 102, Elevate Your Art Journaling. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more and sign up for Get Messy in their awesome newsletter at getmessyartjournal.com. Hi guys, thank you so much for being here today. I just really appreciate you showing up and every week and listening and sharing and being really excited about the podcast. This is such a dream come true for me to get to do this and hang out with you guys um, and to get to connect deeper and more um, intentionally into this community of artists and creatives and makers. And I just really support that. I just really appreciate that you're so supportive and encouraging and excited about that. And so I love that we've been connecting on social media over the podcast and I love that you're sharing what you're creating and what you're making each week using the how she creates hashtag and tagging me at Lauren likes blog so that I can see everything you're making. And now today we have a lot of things to talk about before we get started. We have some general announcements. I've got the giveaway winner and then I'm going to tell you about our episode today. So some announcements that we have that I have for you today. Um, There's a lot going on. Um, And as always, you can get all the show notes and read all of these announcements, all of these things at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. Um, And if you want to get regular updates on the show, I send out a weekly creative newsletter with different creativity links and stories and ideas for you. And I share about the podcast. So if you would like a reminder, you can sign up for my newsletter, which is also going to be linked right down below in the show here. If you're on the iTunes app, you can just scroll up and you'll be able to see those. And if not, again, you can go to lauren-likes.com and you will see the newsletter sign up. Um, but there's also a few other things coming up. So today is November 13th. And as you know, Black Friday, Cyber, is it Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday are all coming up in two weeks. And so myself and Get Messy will be participating in that. And we do not run sales on any of our courses except this one time a year. So if you would like to snag some courses for your creativity, I would love for you to be able to do that at a great price. And so just like I said, be signed up for my newsletter or for the Get Messy newsletter and keep an eye out so that you can go ahead and get ready and start thinking about what classes you might want to take or participate in. And you're also welcome to give them as a gift. So we will have gift cards available. And I think that encouraging and supporting other people's creativity would be a fantastic Christmas gift. And so you can get all of that. In two weeks, the sale will be from November 24th through November 27th. So that is coming up really soon. Um, Get Messy also has a new course releasing tomorrow. So that's going to be November 14th called Pieces. And it is a course all about taking pieces, scraps, bits, papers from your everyday life and using them to create a very personal junk journal. And so we have a fantastic teacher. Her name is Johanna. Um, She is really popular. You may have seen some of her art journaling videos on YouTube. And she has created this class with us for Get Messy. And it is 
incredible and beautiful and so inspiring. And so I know you're going to want to check that out. So you can find that at getmessyartjournal.com slash shop. And you'll be able to see that there. So those are all of the announcements I have for today. So I hope that you are excited about those new things that are coming out and you're looking forward to new ways to expand your creativity. And if you remember last week with Crystal, we are doing a giveaway for her new book, A Year of Creative Habits. And so I asked you guys to share um, something that was inspiring you that to create, something in the real world that was inspiring you to create. And you shared it on Instagram under the How She Creates hashtag. And now we have a winner who's going to win a copy of Crystal's book. So the winner of the book today is Shop Dravya. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she went on a cruise and went into a museum and found out about an artist. And then she went home and back to her library and started researching him more. And that inspired her to start playing in her art journal and trying out some of his style and translating it into her own. And so it was a beautiful photo she shared and that was such an inspiring story, which is exactly what, um, Crystal was encouraging us to do last week. So shop Dravya, if you will email me at, um, Mrs. Lauren Hooper at gmail.com, I will get your book to you once it has released. And so, and I will again, let you guys know whenever Crystal releases her book so that you guys can go check that out and get a copy for yourself. So thank you guys, everyone who participated and who shared and keep sharing and tagging and going out and being inspired by the world around you. Cause that's the whole goal of this podcast. Um, so let's talk about today's podcast. The next two episodes this week and next are really, really important and special episodes. I really feel like these episodes are a lot of the reason why I exist, why I'm here, why I'm in this community. Um, And they are both about people who are using their creativity to do big things for other people. And so this week, the episode is special because Meg from Art Feeds is on and Art Feeds and Get Messy have a really special relationship. Um, A portion of every penny spent at Get Messy goes to Art Feeds because we just believe in their mission and we believe that we're here to give back and that we won't get messy to continue giving to other people and supporting creativity. And so this is a really important program that I think is happening out in the world and I'm so excited that I'm able to bring it to you and to shed, shed more light on it so that other people can learn and get involved and find different ways to support art feeds and different forms of creativity that are supporting and giving back to the communities around us and so I hope that you're encouraged and as excited as I am about art feeds and just about finding other ways to use your creativity for others and for good in the world and so I'm really excited for today's episode you guys are really in for a treat Meg is just an unstoppable force. She created Art Feeds when she was in college, and Art Feeds is an organization that believes that all children are curious, imaginative, innovative, creative, and that they are our greatest resource. And so to fuel this creativity and expression, Art Feeds offers different art programs and partnerships with schools and children's organizations, and they have been such a huge blessing to the whole world. Um, They have traveled all over, and you're going to hear all about that in the interview today but what they're doing is is again it's really important and so I'm really excited to bring it to you guys and I can't wait to see the um, inspiration and encouragement that you get out of this episode and what you can take back for your creativity and how you are going to turn around and use it to help the world become a more beautiful and creative and encouraging place so enjoy today's episode All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Meg. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. It's so good to talk to you. Yes. So we're really excited to have Meg on. She is the founder of Art Feeds, who Get Messy has been in partnership with for the past few years, and they are doing really awesome things. And Meg is heading all of that up. So we're excited to talk to her today and learn more about Art Feeds and how we can be more involved in that and um, in creativity and supporting creativity in young kids. Um, So Meg, do you want to give us your quick bio? 
Um, yeah, I, like you said, I'm the founder and CEO of Art Feeds. Um, we started back in 2009, and we believe that all children are creative, innovative, curious, imaginative, and our greatest resource. And so we offer all sorts of programming, dancing, painting, drawing, photography, music, a little bit of everything to really fuel those skills in children. Um, I don't, I'm for, as far as my bio goes, <laughs> um, I don't know. I've just been doing this thing for a long time. Um, we started the organization when we were 19. Um, and so, and now I'm 28. So we've been doing this. We're in our eighth year now, um, of creating this program. Man, that's so awesome. So tell us your background. Were you an art major, a business major? How did that come about? Mm, yeah, so so it's interesting because when you accidentally start your career, when you're only, you know, a year into college, it, it works out in an interesting fashion. Um, I was doing fine art. I actually had an intention of going into fashion design, which is really funny now um, when I think about it. Um, but I I wanted to go into fashion design and then I, um, <laughs> I took an internship at Tom's Shoes um, and I had every intention in being in the design side and they placed me during the time of my internship in the nonprofit side and I just completely fell in love and thought I love this way more than um, what I thought I was going to do and then when I came back from that internship was when Art Fees accidentally started. So, um, you know, I'm volunteering in this classroom with this little boy. There's um, really important things happening with him through creativity and expression. And so I, I'm, things are growing really organically. And I go to my advisor and I say, I think I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing right now. So how do we get me through college for it to make sense? And so we kind of made the art feeds degree pretty much, um, which, <laughs> which is a little bit of everything. Um, fine art, um, child development, education, business, marketing, um, a bunch of things that don't make sense for anyone else, but, um, made sense for me. So that's, that is my convoluted background. Um, and, and what brings me here. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And how amazing of your, you know, advisor to not be like, you're a kid. You don't know what you're doing. Like, get your business degree. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for him that he had the ability to see that it wasn't just a short term thing um, and really helped me get through. And I, I always laugh that I never had the college experience because. Um, I was doing college and art feeds at the same time. And really my attitude was like, I need to get this done as soon as possible so I can invest more time in art feeds. Um, so both myself and Brooke, who um, built art feeds up with me, we graduated in three and a half years and then um, just really dove into to doing what we do now. Wow. You do not do anything halfway, do you? <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't. Not, I mean, things that I choose to. It's actually a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. We were laughing this morning. I was telling my, my older sister, she also doesn't do things halfway. Well, no one in my family does, but... Um, at the gym that I go to, we just got these, like, heart rate monitors that go up on a screen... And, um, yeah, so you can like see yourself compared to everybody else, you know, your heart rate, how many calories you've burned, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, this will be really good because it'll help me push myself. Um, and, and I'm not, I work hard, but I'm not naturally very athletic. And uh, <laughs> the gym, one of the guys at the gym yesterday came to me and he was like, did you know you're number one in the gym? <laughs> And it's just oh because gosh. I work hard. It's just because I work hard. Like, it's not It's not because I'm very good at it. Like, I just will just go and go. So, anyway. You're like, I will be at the top of that right. list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which is so funny. I mean, there are some things that I really could care less about. But if I get it in my head, like, I am definitely going to go at it 100%. Um, 
Yeah, I like I I always say with heart feeds, I'm not the smartest or the most creative or the most innovative. Like um I just I just will probably out outwork anyone. <laughs> so yeah. that's really the only thing I have going for me is perseverance. <laughs> so Oh yeah, I think I think that's how I would describe myself too. Yeah, you know, like I'm like in charge of get messy, and I'm like I am like in like what the 99th or the one percentile, what is it, whatever it is, like of you know the talented. But I'm like I will sit here and I will code some spreadsheets until the cows come home. Like <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. It's it it's so important. I mean, yeah. I I think that perseverance is really undervalued early on. I truly do. I mean, I, I see that with, with some of our kids who are naturally really talented and really creative. And it's almost like sometimes when people are given too much credit for just their natural ability, I, I have watched a lot of those kids grow up and, and because they didn't have to try, you know, so it's just like, it is, it's really funny. It's a funny uh, thing. Well, and I also think it's it's the skill, you know, you can be the best artist or the best whatever, but it's the skill of having a vision, bringing people together, encouraging others, getting things done. Mm-hmm. I think those are, you know, the foundations that build a program like Art Feeds, you know, yeah. not necessarily that you're the artist. Right, right. Well, and it's so much about about practice. It's about being really intentional with whatever it is, whether it's, um, you know, a musical instrument or your painting or your poetry or your writing or, you know, working at a startup or whatever. It's really about um, just waking up every morning and it not mattering how you feel, you know, you're not waiting on a muse. You just have to like you know, Liz Gilbert says, eat the shit sandwich. Um, I don't know if I can say that on here, but but, you know, you have to, you have to do the work and there's so much magic in between. But, um, I really think that that's true for anyone, even, even people that have, um, really natural ability and skills and, and are super talented that you still have to do the work for it to, to be something. So, so, but now tell us what your creative, path of choice was what is your creative drug of choice because you started out in fine art so Mm -hmm. what what do you like to do yeah so when I was younger I loved to draw and paint um and sewing was a really big outlet for me so sewing different things um creating garments and dresses and shirts and everything else um and that was, I loved that because it seemed like it was a lost art um, that not a lot of people knew how to sew. And anyway, I just really, I, I liked that and it was really challenging to me. Um, now, it's funny because doing art feeds for so long, um, it's as though most of my creative energy was shifted into business and and ideas and art feeds. And it's it's like you know, in the first few years of a startup, you have to give it all of yourself. Um, and it, you know, art feeds really had all of me. It was an extension of me. Um, and so in the last couple of years, I've been more intentional about my own art and creativity and practice and expression. Uh, and that has become for me writing. Um, that's a huge outlet for me. And also, um, painting. And then I did a mural. Um, and I, I think I'd like to do more of those because that was just a, just a wonderful experience. So, so yeah, I, I kind of will try whatever. <laughs> um, so, but those, those things recently have been my areas, I suppose. Very cool. Um, and I, I want to re-accentuate that, you know, you said like, Whatever you're working on something, whatever it is, you have to throw yourself into it, but you have to go back and prioritize that thing, that flame that keeps you excited and keeps you going. And for you, you know, that is art and creativity. So how do you prioritize that working for such a crazy, busy startup? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I have to be so intentional about it. Um, The mural that I was talking about, 
the time that I took it on, I really did not have time for it. Um, it, with all intents and purposes, but every, every night after work, it was in the summer. So I would get off work at like seven, um, and just drive over to the mural and paint till the sun went down. And it took me a good, like two and a half for three weeks to finish. So it was a very slow project. <laughs> you know, we've had, I've been at mural festivals where the muralists just knock them out, you know, in three days. <laughs> um, but it took a long time. Um, but it was, it was so important. And, and that's the thing too, is like when people talk to me about, oh, I wish, I wish I could write, or I wish I had time to paint. I wish I had time to do this thing that I'm passionate about. It's like, um, I heard someone once say that they just make it a priority. So it's like, I don't, I don't watch TV <laughs> and that's not like, I, I know, people who love TV and that's like um, a form of unwinding for them and that's important for them to have. But it's like you have to assess your life and what you're doing and think like, where do I waste time and and what could I be doing of value during that time period? And not, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I, re I have really shifted from um, any sort of TV to podcasts because you can learn and and listen to things and and kind of be a part of the human experience um and also do things at the same time whether that's painting a mural or doing dishes or whatever um and for me for writing I had been so far out of practice for such a long time that um it's it's scary I mean it's scary to do things that you think that you are bad at um <laughs> but that, that it's in you you know if you have that feeling in your gut like I want to make something or I want to create something um the point is not that it's gonna win a Nobel Prize like the point is that there is something inside you innately that is pushing you to create something and put it into the world whether it's bad or good and I think that there was some reconciliation there for me to be had when it came to writing and painting again because when I started painting I was like wow this looks like my 20 year old self stopped practicing <laughs> um you know and and um you I, I feel like you have to be okay with being bad for a little while um or 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 just doing it for the sake of doing it. Um, you know, I know people who love to play music and they're not ever going to get a record deal, but they do it for the sense of enjoyment and expression and creativity. And I think that sometimes we bar ourselves or we don't give ourselves permission to do the thing because it won't be the best. But if we do it for the sake of doing it, um, that I, you know, that's part of the reason why we do art feeds is it's good for your mind and your soul when you do that. Um, if it so happens to impact another human being, then that's what it's all about. But first and foremost, it's about that, that thing within you, um, and listening and, and following that voice and creating, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, and doing it badly, <laughs> um, or doing and doing it bad until you're good and then doing it so good that you really impact people. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's what I think about it. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So I'm going to summarize like prioritizing, looking for what you can shift to, you know, to, if you feel like art is what you need to prioritize, then what can you shift and put art in its place? And I am totally with you. I have not watched TV in so long. Right. Um, but yeah, just figuring out whatever that is for you. And then second, just not putting that pressure on whatever your art form is, you know, just letting it be there for you, for your, you know, Liz Gilbert talks about, you know, letting your art be like a lover, you know, you would sneak away time to be with this lover, you know, mm -hmm you know, so whatever you're having to do to, to prioritize that as your secret thing, it doesn't need to be, you know, to make you money or for the whole world to see just whatever it is that you need to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Well, and so for us, we, with Art Feeds, so much comes from the classroom and our experiences, but also is what we live our lives and, um, and work in our workspace, really all under our mission. And, one of the rules of the Art Feeds classroom is there are no wrong answers. And so for a child who always gets it right, 
um, who always gets the A, who gets student of the month, who, and all of those things are wonderful. But for a child who always gets it right, they're like, wait, how do I get the right answer here? How do, how do I win? How am I the best? And for a child who, who feels like they aren't successful and that they always get it wrong, it's really empowering. And so it challenges you um, to just become and to just be and do, um, which is so important. And so, so we have to tell ourselves that in art feeds, like there's not a wrong answer here. <laughs> you know, if you want to draw a cartoon character, fantastic. <laughs> or like, like I'm a terrible dancer. This is a great example. I am a terrible dancer. Like the way I dance is hilarious but I love it. Like <laughs> music cannot be playing without me just like jiggling around to do it. Um, and so like, I am not going to, um, perform for anyone. No one's going to watch. I'm not going to be on stage, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be the one anyone's looking at and thinking, thinking they look cool on a dance floor, but it's, it's an expression for me and it's really important. Um, and it serves zero purpose. It absolutely is there's zero purpose. Um, so it's important to do things like that. Oh, I love that. Yep. Just giving yourself permission that there are just no wrong answers. It's perfect. So let's back up a little bit. Can you tell us more about what exactly Art Feeds is? Yeah, for sure. So we primarily work with elementary age students, but really our motivation is to empower students through expression and creativity. Um, we think that creativity is the skill that can um, go into all other subject areas, but also help students be successful later in life. And so we partner with schools and children's organizations, um, and we either bring in our, our people, our educators, to come and teach our curriculum, or we train schools and children's organizations on our curriculum and our methods so that they can implement it. So um, there's a little bit of everything, dancing, painting, drawing. Um, we, do, we have a bucket of curriculum that's mural making. Um, it's meant to be expressive and creative to really empower students in the spaces that they're in. Um, so yeah, we have programs domestically. We serve about 7,000 children a year, which hopefully that will be growing soon. And then um, we just, I, I guess a year ago, launched our international programs. And so um, what we really saw was that uh, what we're good at is is fueling kids and, and recognizing their value and our lessons are innovative and creative. And so uh, we didn't want schools or children's organizations to be reinventing the wheel. So that's why we, we try to go into schools and um, work in partnerships with children's organizations to just really amplify the good work that they're doing through our programming. So Awesome. And where are you based? Um, that's a funny question. Uh, I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, um, that one of our offices are here, but we also have offices in Carthage, Missouri and Joplin, Missouri. Those are our most highly concentrated areas of programming. Um, so, so yeah, that I'm, I'm a little bit of everywhere. I'm, I'm in Southwest Missouri about one, to, one or two days a week and then in Northwest Arkansas the rest of the days. So. Okay. And so you're serving local, local public schools? Yeah, public and private. I mean, we just, to us, a child is a child is a child. So um, we have partnerships with both public and private schools, um, after school programs, but also spaces like children's shelters or um, autism centers or... Um, yeah, uh, we do um, detention centers, um, behavioral disorder and emotional disorder facilities. Um, we have kind of a bucket of curriculum, not for everything. I won't say for everything, but for a lot of variations of child. And so when an organization comes to us and says, hey, I would really like your programming in our school, we work with them direct to see what exactly, what type of curriculum can work um, for, for what they do. Very nice. Um, and now how are you developing these curriculums? Um, we, so we were on a curriculum treadmill 
for the first three years of our feeds. Um, I was a crazy person and I said, I never want to repeat a lesson. I want us to be really innovative um, and creative. So we did not repeat lessons. I won't say never, but much in those first three years. Um, so then when we decided to really discern those lessons and that curriculum and and um, kind of navigate them into areas that made sense. Uh, we just looked at all those lessons, had our educators help rate them. We wrote some new ones, and then we started organizing them into our buckets. So that's elementary um, curriculum, preschool curriculum, um, extra love, which is behavioral disorder and emotional disorder. We have trauma curriculum, special needs, international, mural our short film curriculum is also in development right now too. So kind of runs the gamut. Yeah, we have over like 300 lessons. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And now how is all of this funded? Oh, we um, we are not federally funded at all. Um, we have fundraisers, individual donors, and grant funding fuels what we do. Um, we... I think it really speaks to our organization as a whole is that for the past few years, we've been over 40% individually funded. So that is just everyday people um, saying, hey, I believe in what you do and and giving what they can or or organizations like yours, like Get Messy, um, who, who gives on the regular to help support our programs. Yeah. I mean, we, we love giving to you guys. We love what you're doing and it's just, it just makes so much sense, you know, um, that we are grown up women who are investing in ourselves creatively, you know, and so people are paying us money, you know, to help lead and guide them in their creativity. But, you know, it's just, it just makes sense for us to turn around and give some of that to kids who need that exact same thing. Um, and as, you know, being a social worker, I know the impact that these kind of programs are having and how incredible they are. And so we love being able to support you guys. And um, I think your mural reveals are like my favorite things ever. <laughs> those little kids' faces are so cute. Oh, we love them too. Oh, I just goodness. wish, I wish so bad that we could, because we, a lot of our programming is concentrated in this area, but we have supporters from all over. And I just wish I could like teleport everyone to our mural reveals because the kids just completely flip out. Um, they are one of our most recent mural reveals. Um, an educator who is also a photographer, she came and just took the most amazing photos where the kids are all hugging each other. Some are kissing each other's cheeks. Like, it's just the most beautiful and magical thing. Um, it never gets old. So we have designed... 32 murals to date. Um, and it, it never gets old. Those reveals just absolutely never get old. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so we'll definitely have in the show notes how everybody can get involved with art feeds and can support and give. Um, but what else, what are some other ways that we can be involved besides just, you know, directly giving you money or can we come teach? Can we, what can we do? Yeah, absolutely. So we always welcome volunteers. Um, um, so, so we just changed how Art Feeds um, can come to a community. And so Art Feeds would now be available to any community and they can get in contact with me with, at meg at artfeeds.org um, about bringing programming to your school or your children's organization in your area. Um, so we're so thrilled to be able to offer that now. Uh, this will be the first year that Art Feeds will be available to communities outside of Art Feeds chapters. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, we're super active on social media. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we do a lot of different campaigns that are pretty heavy on social media. So just people helping spread the word in that way is really helpful. Um, and we have our podcast that just launched that you can listen yes. to. It's called Art Feed Says. And we're also making weekly videos that 
are called Art Feeds Makes that are available to anyone as a creative resource to teachers, to moms, to um, children's organization staff, to whoever um, could use those videos on little projects that uh, we have done with the kids and that have been really successful. So lots of things going on for sure. Awesome. Yes. We'll have all of those linked for everybody in the show notes. Um, and you guys have tons of awesome swag that people can buy and you guys do art feeds days, art feeds days. Yeah. Can you tell us what those are? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when art feeds started, because I was so young and had no resources, um, I, the little boy who inspired me to start it, um, he had a lot going on in his home life, including that he was not being fed at home. And that's what really drew me to him. We got his nutritional problems taken care of, but I thought, man, the problem runs so much deeper in you if you don't think you're worth being fed. So I used creativity and expression as a mechanism to reach him. And he was amazing. He had so much talent and I could see him creating going, I'm good at this. I have worth. Um, and so it all started with him and from him in that classroom and in other classrooms, there was a need that was growing and I was running out of art supplies. And so I took a $200 paycheck from my part-time job and I had that little boy write out art feeds because art was feeding him in a way that was just as essential as the food he was missing. And he stamped his hand down and it ended up in a heart. Um, and that is actually now our logo <laughs> today, serves as our logo still today. Um, but I took that $200 paycheck and printed up um, a box of shirts and started selling those shirts to buy more money for more art supplies. So two years ago, we decided to go back to our roots and have Art Feeds Day. And that is, um, you know, not of the hat to where we started. And we sell shirts that people can customize, use their creativity, make them uniquely theirs, and then wear all together. Um, this year, Art Feeds Day was on September 8th. And you can follow the hashtag Art Feeds Day to see everything everyone made. It's really, it's so amazing to see everyone's different personalities come to life through their shirts. Um, but yeah, we have that once a year and we would love for anyone to be involved. Um, and our fall and winter line is coming out soon and you can ask for that for Christmas. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I love my art feed sweatshirt. It's so soft and it's so cute. Um, so how can we as adults encourage creativity in our own kids and the kids around us? What What are your best tips for that? Um, I am not a parent, so I will say. Me either. The, the, Just listen to our <laughs> podcast about parenting people. <laughs> um, but I will say my observation is that the parents that have the most creative children really delight in them and kind of get out of their way. Um, because we think that children are born more creative than we are. Um, that's what we think at Art Feeds. And so, uh, I see parents sometimes, at different things that we do, um, kind of like, like pushing their vision onto their child, like, oh, you should make this paintbrush buddy like this, or shouldn't you put the eyeball here or whatever. Um, we're alternately parents that just let their kids be. And if they want six googly eyes, they find them six googly eyes. <laughs> and they just really um, are participating in the process, not getting in the way of it. Um, and asking a lot of questions and having dialogue with kids for us. I just love my favorite part of being in the classroom is really getting to sit down with kids and hear what it is they think about their process or why did they invent this um what we had we have a project for the future is one of our lessons and we had one of our students um she invented a cure for cancer um which was really incredible um but just sitting down and talking to her and 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 talking through why she why she came to that conclusion, why was it that she um, wanted to create that? I think um, it, sometimes it, when we want, it's about the process. One of our our staples um, in art feeds that we adhere to is 
process versus product. So to us, we don't care if the project is finished or if it's even beautiful or we don't care about that. We care about what is the process? What did, what story did the child think of whenever they were creating this or that or, or why, what drew them to um, create this or that? I think for me, the parents of most, the most creative children just let it happen and encourage the process and ask questions and don't, don't step in the way to try to make the product perfect. Like forget about the product, just let them be and let them create. Um, product happens all the time. It happens all the time in school. The kids have so much pressure for deliverables. Um, and so really encouraging creative kids. I, I <laughs> have a, well, it's, she's actually our board president, her daughter, Sophie, um, our board president, Heather, her daughter, Sophie is so insanely creative. And it's because if Sophie has a box and she decides that she wants to make that box into a train, like Heather just goes and grabs her some more cardboard and says like, okay, <laughs> what's your vision for this train? You know, she doesn't make it look exactly like a train. Um, she just enters that process with Sophie. Um, and I think that that makes all the difference. I think as adults, we all need to get process versus product tattooed like onto our forehead. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, Yeah, I think more and more I'm learning um, that that's where the joy is. Um, We just built this mobile art center, so we converted a school bus into a mobile art studio. And I had mentioned before we started recording that, that we just got it finally completely finished last week. And it being finished... Um, you know, it's like you work so hard towards this finish line. And then once you get to the finish line, you're like, oh, it's done. Um, because the joy and the beauty of the thing was in creating it was when we were in Tucson, Arizona and 110 degree heat, like, like just buckets of sweat painting that bus. Um, like that's where the joy is, is in the process. Um, whereas the end product is awesome. I'm very proud of what we created with the mobile arts center, but, um, the joy is in that tension in between when you're, um, hustling and figuring things out and, and thinking creatively. So. Yes, I completely agree. And I wish we had time to talk about all of the awesome programs and projects and stuff you've done. So I'm going to ask you one more question about those, and then we'll hit our um, questions that we ask everybody at the end. Okay, perfect. Um, Tell us about your international program, because I think that was the most incredible and inspiring and, like, warmed my heart more than anything I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's – thanks. That's so wonderful to hear. Um. Yeah, so we partnered with Touch a Life Foundation and Rafa House International. Rafa House um, has two safe houses in Cambodia, and they're for girls who have been trafficked or sexually exploited. And um, they're just these really beautiful and amazing rehabilitation centers. And so um, Touch a Life had raised the funds to convert two different spaces at those two sites um, into art centers. So we went to Cambodia, gosh, was it February of 2015? And in two weeks' time, um, with a a team of absolutely amazing people, um, we converted the <laughs> a boat into an mm-hmm. art center um and that was really so Kim Kim Lewis um she really headed up the project uh she, Kim Lewis designs she was on extreme makeover first like 7 or 8 years um and and did tiny tiny house nation uh, I might be getting that incorrect but so she did that um and we used that time period to really work with the girls and talk to them. Um, and, and we did a bunch of different lessons and tested different lessons with them and came back and built our international curriculum based on our experience there. So now at the art centers, um, the, we have 300 girls total that are participating in our international curriculum. And 
it really focuses on creativity, creativity, expression, and healing because in many of the communities that we either are serving or plan to serve, um, they, they are facing a lot of different issues, whether that's being trafficked or wondering where, where their next meal came from or um, losing family members to tragedy um, or, you know, just just chronic poverty. So um, it was it was incredible. Um, some of my biggest like life changing moments were sitting on the floor um, in Cambodia working directly with the girls. And when we revealed the art centers to them, um, they tried on their dresses. They just like ran immediately and started coloring things. They each got an art pack, which, which you guys provided. (laughs) Um, and they decorated them and, and it was all theirs. And they were so proud to have these art supplies that were completely all theirs. And, um, just the, the whole experience was so magical. Um, we had this, this point where, we're all kind of standing in a line saying, you know, this is, this is why we're here. Um, you know, I'm from art feeds. We believe in you. We believe in your creativity and expression. And, um, and our, our friend Jake, who actually helped us convert the, the mobile art center this year, he, he was in Cambodia with us as well. And, um, all he said was, I'm here because you're here. And, it just meant everything because it's like, yes, that's exactly right. If there is an injustice like this on this level, like what these girls have experienced, then yes, we need to move into this this space and these spaces and and be there for them. So, so we did in a, in the way that we knew how <laughs> with our supplies and lessons in an art center. So, um, yeah, yeah, that we are so excited in the next year to see what happens with the international curriculum. We've been holding it pretty close because we wanted to make sure that it was done well. And when it implemented that, uh, it had good effects with, with that programming. And so, uh, yeah, cause it, it, uh, yeah, we just wanted to make sure we we're doing it well before we disseminate it to a lot of different areas. But that's another thing too, people listening that, they are in another country doing doing good work or they're going to go on a mission trip in the summer or whatever. Um, that's why we created the curriculum is so that people already doing good work could have this resource um, to do expressive and creative programming with the kids they serve. So, Well, you are going to need another email address for that instead of <laughs> everyone emailing you because I hope that there are a lot of people in yeah. programs who are going to take advantage of this curriculum yeah I hope Um, so too (laughs) yeah um all right so what does living and creative lifestyle look like for you Mm, um I I think it just means living inspired and living intentional um and like we talked about earlier just kind of following that that urge inside you to make something Um, I, these days find almost everything inspiring. Uh, (laughs) Like, like I love clouds, uh, um, like leaves on trees. I'm super obsessed with lately. Uh, yeah. So, so living creatively also means living inspired to me. So, so recognizing the beauty around you and, and, and practicing gratitude in that, but then also kind of like your input and your output, taking it all in and then, than doing some sort of output. What, what do all of those things do to you and inspire you to make? So that's what it means live creatively for me. And what is your favorite resource for creativity? It could be a book, a person, a podcast, a place. Hmm. Um, I would, I would say just international travel as a whole, um, mm-hmm. is my biggest source of creativity. I, I never feel more alive than when I'm traveling or when I'm a minority or in a place that has a culture completely different than, than mine. So I try to travel internationally about once a year at least, um, just to kind of consume all of that. (laughs) Um, I always come back recharged and refreshed and with a bunch of different ideas. 
Yeah. Well, I obviously totally agree with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we are in the same tribe when it comes to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so what is new with you? What can we be looking forward to and joining you in right now? Mm, um, Art Feeds says our podcast coming up, Art Feeds Makes. Um, those are those videos that are are shareable and and have projects that are simple for anyone to use. Um, and also Art Feeds programming, just being on a broader scale, we want tons of people to be a part of that and bring it to their community. So you can follow all of that at artfeeds.org or on our social media. Um, and you can email me direct at meg at artfeeds.org. Awesome. And give us like your pitch for what your podcast is about. It is for creatives, big and small. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I've listened to the teaser so far because when we're recording this, the whole episodes aren't out yet, but it is adorable. It's funny. It's inspiring um, because you've got littles on there with you. So it's not just grownups talking. It's kids too. So it's like family friendly. Yeah, absolutely. That was something that in whatever we do is so important to us to point back to the little creatives that we're doing our work for because they inspire us to do everything. And so we knew they had to be included on the podcast and they really say things way better than I do. (laughs) So yeah, just tune in and listen. There's a lot of good stuff coming. Awesome. Well, Meg, thank you so much for sharing with us. And I hope everyone is super inspired to not only prioritize their own creativity, but to give back and find ways to help inspire other people's creativity from this conversation. Um, so you'll be able to con- connect with Meg on all of our, um, in our show notes and on all of her social media. And just thank you so much for talking to us, Meg. Thank you so much for having me and for all the amazing support that you give Art Feeds. We are so, so grateful. Well, Get Messy loves you guys. (laughs) We love you back. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was such a fun episode to record. Meg is so much fun to talk to. And so I hope that you are going to connect with her and get inspired by Art Feeds. If you want to follow along with them, they are at Art Feeds on Instagram. And Meg is at Meg Art, at Art Feeds Meg. Sorry at Art Feeds Meg on Instagram. And so as always, you can find all of the show notes and see all of the videos and photos and things that we've talked about at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. And you can follow along with me at Lauren Likes blog on Instagram. And make sure you're using that hashtag, how she creates, so that we can see what you're creating. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I would love it if you would share this podcast with your friends, send them a link, tell them about it, and leave a review and rating in iTunes so that more people can find out about art feeds and about how she creates and that we can continue growing our creative community. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you back here next week with another super special episode. Thank you so much for listening to how she creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag #HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.